we have a very special guest we're going to get in here in just a second we are out on clubhouse i see you all in the audience there and we of course are on restream as well and uh those of you on clubhouse if you raise your hand i'll bring you up and you uh if you ask a question you'll be streaming you're consenting by having done so to being on youtube facebook twitch twitter where else are we rumble mm -hmm. pretty much anywhere you can stream a show so drew are you ready for your big week ahead your weekend ahead? I, I am. Why don't you tell people what we're doing? So I'm heading off to uh, New Orleans tonight to hang out with my girlfriends for a couple of days. And one of our locals uh, buddies is there, Kristen Roove. Mm -hmm. Roove. 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 I don't know how you say her name. But um, yeah, and Drew's going to get to experience Mardi Gras. And Tyrus is the monarch of this particular float or day. I don't know how quite how it works. And we're going to be part of his crew spelled K-R-E-W-E. <laughs> well, we're going uh, to the ball. And we're going to the ball and all this stuff. So it should be an interesting cultural experience. But uh, and it's also um Nicole Scherzinger. She's the she's the other monarch too. Yeah. So it should be very interesting, very fun. And uh, we're looking forward to we thank Tyrus and his wife for letting Good us times. tag along. Good times indeed. I hope we survive. She's like, it. why are we doing this? Well, I'm like, understand. I'm just, I'm like, I hope we survive this. It's like, what, <laughs> what is this? How are we doing? What, when are we going? Well, are they we have going? a gym at the Four Seasons. So right. Be I'll fine. be good. I'll be, and yeah. I like that run along the river. I'll be fine with that. Yeah, you'll be fine. So. It's a vacation. This is what a vacation's for. All right, good. And so part of the reason we're a little early today Eat, is sleep. I have to go to I, I, party. All right, but uh, Susan is getting out of here right away, and. Uh, she, <laughs> And this, our guest, I'll welcome in in just a second. And uh, I had to see this, so we made the show a little earlier today. Right. She's like, you're not going to interview Julia, and I'm not going to be there. My flight's <laughs> at four, but I, we're going to move the show back. We're big 90-day so, fiancé fans. We are 90-day fiancé fans, and I... Uh, and Pillow Talk. And I hearken, my heritage is from that part of the world where Julia is from, and I literally know nothing about it. And I thought, uh, gosh, we love that show. We like the the cast that have been deeply involved with this. It'd be fun to talk to them and maybe get some ideas about what things look like from their perspective. We almost got to go there this summer, but they canceled the trip. Right. We were thinking about going to the Black Sea, but now I'm not so sure I want to do that. I know. Now's not the time to take a cruise in Black so Sea. So let's bring in from 90 Day but Fiance, eventually. Hopefully Julia Trubakina. Our laws, as it pertains to substances, are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic. Because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous I'm a, I'm a doctor for sake. Where the hell do you think I learned that? I'm just saying. You go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. If you have trouble, you can't stop and you want to help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. Since the beginning of the pandemic, nearly one in five Americans has reported consuming an unhealthy amount of alcohol. Could be you, but only 10% of them are actually getting the help they need. Reframe is a neuroscience-based smartphone app that helps users cut back or quit drinking alcohol altogether. Using evidence-based tools, techniques, and content, Reframe guides users through a personalized program to help them reach their goals. Comprised of daily tasks, a comprehensive toolkit, a community forum, and accountability guides, Reframe is a modern, accessible, and affordable resource that can help anyone looking to reevaluate their relationship with alcohol. Reframe is backed by Harvard University and Emory University Schools of Medicine, and it is ranked the number one alcohol reduction smartphone app worldwide 
with over 350,000 downloads. With Reframe, there's no stigma, just science, no labels, just support. To learn more, go to joinreframeapp.com slash Dr. Drew. Use the code Dr. Drew for 25% off your first month or your annual subscription. That's at joinreframeapp.com slash Dr. Drew. Julia, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. How you hear me? There you are. Uh, What's that? How you hear me? We hear you fine. You're loud and clear. You look great. We hear you fine. Can you can you hear me? Okay, good. So we, we're technically good. So um, I, we have lots of 90 Day Fiance style questions because we're fans of the show. But let, let me again frame it in what I was just saying, which is I was always told my ancestors were Russian. Russian, I would always say that. They're yeah. Russian. We're from Russia. We're from Russia. Well, I'm it turns Russia. out you are from Russia. <laughs> it turns out... I am from probably Belarus and the Ukraine. It's really more Belarus Ukraine heritage that then came over here after World War One. Uh, but that was Russia at the time. Right? It was Russia at the time, but it's not technically Russian. So I'm going to ask you a simple question first. How does a Russian understand my heritage? Am I Ukrainian? Am I Belarusian? Or am I Russian? You know what? Uh, I guess it's how you're feeling. If you if you thinking you are Ukraine, you Ukraine. If you feel you Belarus, you Belarus. If you feel you Russian, you are Russian. This is depends your choice who who you are who who you want to be. Right. So you can you can identify with the culture and heritage and history of a particular region, and that region can include Russia because it's all been at one time. Or it another. was all melded it's together all part, at some yeah, point. They've been, they've been together and crossed over with each other over many, many, many because centuries. Yes. I have more friends who have like half Ukrainian, half Russian, and uh, it's so hard to tell who are you because I have person and mother from Ukraine and father from Russia, and uh, it's all time my friends say I'm have both country. I'm not Russian. I'm not Ukraine. I'm both. And this is interesting. It, 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 that's interesting. It is interesting. And and I kind of wondered if that's, what, you know, trying to understand what's going on in that part of the world right now from our perspective, we don't have those sorts of experiences of understanding that there's a lot of interconnectivity between these two countries, right? To be honest, I try to understand too. Because yeah. uh, now is everything what you see from internet. Some part is gonna be lie, some part is gonna be true, and you never know where is real true. People like us, right? Like Ukraine people, Russian people, American, never know what is true. Where is true? We really want no true too. You know what's interesting is that I totally, I completely agree with you, and, and I and I find myself all the time going, well, you know, certain some news outlet reported this. I, I have no idea if it's true or not. When I was growing up in this country, I think you could rely on the news, and we used to point at Pravda and the Soviet press and go, ha, they distort everything. You don't know what's true, and now here we are doing the same thing. <laughs> it's true. I think it is a circle of life all time you have same situation a very true and only people who make this true know this true it's like you know it's broken phone if you play this game when you're young we have played this game all time when one person say words 
and say for another person and another person repeat yeah. these words but not correctly yeah. and all time yeah. for last person have no idea what first person tell and you have broken yes. phone and you never know like how it starts from why yes that's right. We just we just call that telephone here. We just call it the telephone yeah. game because it's 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 mm -hmm. distorting all the time. Now, uh, I want to I want to observe something. Um, I know that your husband Brandon was giving you a little shit about your accent and your language during the, the season with you guys. I noticed not bad, just a little a little bit of shit. Uh, and, and your although your accent is still there, your it's feel like your English is a lot better. Is that is that just having lived here long or have you been really working on it I mean, your english seems really good so i tell you about my english before i meet my husband i'm not speaking english at all i mean i guess i know mm. hi how are you because i'm so bad wow. to school you know I'm so bad girl <laughs> and um, he asked me more questions you know what is it i you know what is it i say mm -mm. and he said i not understand me i say mm -mm. and uh, Next, he realized I don't understand him. And next, when I start live here, I start try listen all what he say, what my, my, my in-law parents say, and I try listen and remember all words what people say around me and try repeat these words. Wow. But everyone try correct me, and I, I say, please, everyone correct me if I'm wrong. Because I'm try repeat words, but sometimes I have so big confused with words. <laughs> this is yeah, so funny because more words similar and uh, i yeah, say one yeah. word but i mean yeah. different words yeah it, it, that's sort of remarkable so you actually didn't have formal english training you didn't didn't go to a uh, teacher or, or tutor or something no, no. our school have english but all time when i stay school i say why need this english and we all time with my friend just leaving school and go walking go party go something do something funny and never say why need english i never in english it is so hard to learn and i feel like i'm not smart enough to learn this language because it's so hard but now i'm listening and i feel i'm not doing so bad not great but not so bad <laughs> you're doing very very well don't you agree susan i mean kind of remarkable absolutely i, I, I don't think i could do I don't, that yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that, that's good for you i still uh, can't talk like that right yeah, yeah. so but but congratulations that that's good are you now um are you working now are this is now this is sort of 90 day fiance-esque stuff i'm not going to get into any specifics but are, are you are you working you have a job now are you still looking How, how's that working out for you uh, i tell you about this you need to keep watching okay 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 <laughs> that's exactly the right answer so so i i that, that you, you you packed a lot into that answer which is that we're going to see you again and that we will there will be stories about uh, your your progress and work and things how do you is it safe is it fair territory to ask you how you perceive americans that's the other thing i was interested in you know how you because because i feel like there's a lot more eastern europeans coming to this country and, I, and i'm curious and you know what what your perception was there and now what your perception is here and you're in a certain part of the country too and every part of this country is very very My different right I'm so Go, what's that i'm sorry oh, i'm you're sorry home? because when we you're... start talking i still hear you no it's it's there's a delay it's okay step on me it's no problem but go ahead are you did you say you're in russia now no i said no i'm in america now but 
America now is my second home because I live here. I have my family here, but yeah. I'm still have family in yeah. Russia. And I feel like I have both yeah. homes. America my home and Russia my home. Yeah. And, and, and I'm curious what you think about what you think about America now that it's one of your homes as compared to how you thought about it before. I'm just curious how, how you perceive it. Yeah, it's before when I live in Russia, um, the American uh, people is like so far. I know nothing about this country. And I just hear we have stereotype. Is we have stereotype, American people love fast food and anyone cooking in the kitchen, we have a stereotype about this. Every, like everywhere fast food here. And this is true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I yeah, it's not, not far. And, um, and I, to be honest, I don't know nothing about America when I leave Russia. I'm not exactly follow. Mm -hmm. I'm just no. So have more of my friends won't go to America because have like Miami. You watching movie, you see Miami and New York, and we have like a lot of movie from America. And this is why everyone have dreams going to New York in New Year, and Miami to so mm -hmm. going to beach and have like um, something fancy life. And but. You know, I, I know before, and uh, I still know this. Americans so kind, everyone so mm. helpful, and uh, all time. I remember situation. I explain you. Uh, we driving with my husband to park, and we see a little kitty, and this kitty stay in the street, and we decide to stop to see what happened with this kitty. And we stop, and this is Kitty quickly just jumping inside our car and go inside engine. And oh this boy. is Saturday, and of course we try call um, control about animals, uh, animals control. Yeah. And uh, yeah. people start help us. Three policemen stop near us to help take this Kitty out and call friend, and you know seven people stop to help us take this kitty off we take part our new car oh, <laughs> we no. take this couple part yes and we're like oh my god but if you not do this kitty gonna be die if you're gonna driving and seven yeah, people yeah. stop to help us for take this kitty out from our car and one lady take this kitty for home and after this situation i say I, I'm like, I'm shocking. Like people just stop for help. And it's not one situation. I have situation when I stop in a like a street, my car stop working and people stop to ask mm -hmm. me what happened. I'm okay. Or I need help. And this is, this is impressed me. And I'm and everyone la like smiling. <laughs> well, everyone that's, a, that's what I heard that, that is very different. I've, I've heard that's very different. Uh, I've heard that in Russia, if you smile while you're crossing somebody in the street, it, it would almost be like aggressive. Like, what, what's wrong? What, what's going on? It'd be confusing. Yes, like people, people start thinking like, what you want from me? I mean, if I ask somebody right. in a street, hi, how are you? It's like, start like feel something wrong, something, uh, what, what I do, what you want from me? And this is like, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. This distance, this is normal, but Americans so open. If you ask anybody in the street, hey, how are you? These people answer to you and ask your back. <laughs> that's just so funny, that's shocking to you. And, and so now your dad, we saw your dad on uh, this last season that you were on, and he seems like a very, very sort of traditional Russian man. Would that be accurate? Uh, what what do you want to say about traditional? 
Well, he just seems. If I were to look at him and hear yeah, him talk, I, I would think, well, that that guy's from that guy's from Russia. That guy's from Russia. Now, even if he didn't speak Russian, I'd go, that guy looks like he looks Eastern European. Let's put it that way. And and, and my question <laughs> to to you is, does does he have different attitudes than you, or are you similar in his? Does he, would he see things very differently? Like, for instance, the Ukrainian situation and all, uh, or does he very much like you? Uh, I think uh, I'm like just copying my father. I feel we all time have same opinion. We all time have, uh, I don't know. I feel like we all time, if I say something, my father agree with me. If he say I'm agree, this means like we kind of thinking similar. And um, now I talking with my parents and uh, we have, uh, also we have family in Ukraine. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not like close family, but, uh, uh, but father side, like, I don't know exactly because I never talking, but I know we have. And uh, my my parents worry about the situation because anyone in this world won't work. My parents that uh, doesn't matter who my parents or not my parents and um, mm -hmm. my parents so scared about this and all time ask me what kind of news you guys have and I ask what kind of news you guys have because we have little different yeah. news everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm not surprised. That that's interesting to me. And, and so, would would the average Russian sort of be against this? What's ever happening down there, or would they be just sort of feel helpless with it? How how would they sort of feel, the average Russian feel? Do you think, or is it hard to tell? I no, I I'm, it's not hard to tell. I feel doesn't matter like Russian or who. I feel Russian feels sorry because it's not decision people. People not speak. Mm -hmm. People just. Uh, need to do what governments say and i feel all russian people feel sorry about this situation and don't want mm -hmm. people thinking about this is russian people decision we not do nothing with this we, we don't have like choose to do something and i know my all my yeah. friends with talking and anyone say oh yeah is this normal no everyone say it's not normal we don't want war we don't want the enemy this is 2022 People have language, people talk between each other, people speaking and uh, have um, agreement between each other, but not uh, agreement uh, to kill each other. Yeah, I, I, I'm sort of inspired by what you're saying. I, it, it's a kind of a helplessness, right? I mean, I, I kind of feel the same way about our government. I don't really know what they're doing. I don't understand. Nobody ever likes their government. Things. I, but, but I mean, it's, it, I, I have felt- At least felt, these days. Again, it's it's my heritage, so I have felt a certain kinship with that region. But I feel like there's certainly been a growing closeness, you know, with uh, Russia and and the West. Really, it's, it's just been growing for a long time, and uh, it it was starting to become part of, frankly. And it's sort of sad to see it some sort of wedge in the way. It d doesn't make sense to me. I, I of course, what do I know about what the real geopolitical you know what the regional concerns are of the governments, but I, I, I'm, I'm really inspired to hear that the average person feels not good about this. So uh, I worry about now is Russia don't have any place where is you go and ask for visa to America. Yeah. Is everything closed? Yeah. And my family mm. can come to America because everything closed. And before, mm. when I come here, I tried to do travel visa. And uh, 
I have uh, agreement with um, my my future husband. I have document. I have approval why I won't come America. I don't want like mm-hmm. broken your rules. I'm appreciated and I'm and I don't have a uh, travel visa here because relationships start bad and this is so sad because I want we have nice relationship between this country and we don't have any problem to just visit each other to just my my father and mother-in-law come to visit my parents in Russia and I'm dreaming we have relationship like this between this country is yeah her timing was really good who's uh, Julia yeah in terms of saying this or what do you mean no getting here before oh getting here yeah she got here just in time before COVID too well yeah (laughs) he slid in under (laughs) the radar I found here before couple weeks COVID and everything after a couple of weeks shut down. Sheesh. It's wild. And, and I'm are, so you, are you are you friendly with Yara also? You seem like you guys were friendly on your reunion. We we meet each other, but we, I can't be friend with people. I'm so um like so close. I'm talk with people. I'm talk with people a lot. I'm so friendly with everyone, but I have only couple <laughs> friends in my life. It's like close, but I talk with everyone sometime. But if we don't have like a talk, we're not talking right now because we don't have topic for talking. She have her life, I have my life. Yeah, and uh, well, I just wa- like- I wondered. I I'm just again. I'm curious if she would see things the same way, or if she would feel more defensive because she. I think she's from Kiev, right? I. I guess yes. I'm not sure, but I guess yeah. 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 And, and what part of Russia are you from? Where, where'd you grow up? I'm from Topse. I'm I'm born from Topse. This is city near Black Sea. You say you want to go visit Black Sea. Mm-hmm. This is I near Sochi. It's like so little village. And uh, I live maybe like 17 years with my parents. And next I'm moving to Krasnodar. To go university yet, and all my life I live Krasnodar, like half and life in Topse, half life in Krasnodar. Got it. And and what did you study in university? I'm designer, interior designer. Design. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I saw. That's right. We saw you try to we're looking for that kind of work at one point. Um, okay, um, Caleb, can you come on the screen for a second? Because I, I, I need to pull the curtain back for a little second here. Yes. Uh, hello. Yes. We are not supposed to talk about the last season, stuff that's already aired, or uh, okay. Because uh, if, uh, if we have any, I do, yeah. I, I, can I ask no how? No spoiler alert today. No spoilers. No spoilers. But can I talk how, how Ron and Betty are doing? Everybody, everybody, good. Well, Brandon's we see good. Ron and Betty on on, on Pillow, uh, Talk. Pillow Talk, and they're doing a great job. I was just going to say, I think, about, in, um, uh, I think. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm again talking same time as you. It's no, it's fine. okay. It's quite fine. It's quite all right. Go ahead. Keep going. For my opinion, is Brandon parents is best couple on Pillow Talk. It's <laughs> 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 so funny. They're really and funny. And all time, yeah, it's so funny, it's so lovely, and I'm dreaming we have same relationship with Brandon after like uh, 20, 30 years. I wish we have same That's relationship. Nice. That's oh, nice. that's sweet. And, you know, his, the fact that his parents are like that does increase the probability that you'll that be he, like that. That you'll be like that. That he can have that kind of relationship. That sort of that sort of predicts a likelihood. But uh, you, but I have a question about. Oh, that. Wait, I want to tell you something that cracks me up Go about ahead. Betty. Yeah. Because Betty was always like so anti. 
uh, sex in her house. Like you weren't allowed to have sex or be in the same room when you were before you're married. And yeah. and then she's like, you know, now she's watching the show and with and, Kimberly. Oh, yeah, Kimberly. and then Kimberly finds out she's gonna. She's like, yay, <laughs> yay go for Kimberly, it. Go, go for it. It just cracks me up. She's the exact opposite. <laughs> Not under my roof, but you could do it. It's so funny. And then and then of course but you know. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It's not <laughs> happening in their house. But they, but what I have a, what I have a question of is since when did she become such an exotic eater? She's eating like snails and all kinds of exotic stuff on the pillow talk. Has she always been like that? <laughs> to be honest, I don't know. I know she likes seafood, but I'm first time see she eating this in the pillow talk. <laughs> <laughs> and then said, oh so my funny. god, I never eat. I'm so disappointed. Oh my god, no, this is not look like delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but she says they, they are delicious. characters. Well, they are listen, characters. Uh, we appreciate you spending time with us. I thank you so much for coming by. I'm actually feel a little inspired by some of the things you were saying. Um, I'm also inspired by your language acquisition skills. That's remarkable if you've not been formally trained that, that your English is picking up so so fast. Um, but uh, we look forward to whatever's coming up for you guys. Uh, congratulations on all this. And maybe one day we'll all meet in person. That'd be great. But uh, we do appreciate oh, you coming I'm by today. Glad to be here. Okay. Thank, Thank you so much, so much to have me. You bet. All right. What we will do is take a little break, uh, and then we will come back, and I will take some calls, and we'll get on the restream. And From Clubhouse. And, and Susan's going to get out of here, and we'll chat it up. And we'll I'm going to get on the side. road to LAX. Okay. Let's talk about our friends at Hydrolyte. I can't say enough about Hydrolyte. You hear me talk about them all the time. It gets me through workouts and medical procedures and colonoscopies and COVID, it absolutely contributed to my recovery from COVID. Hydration is key to feeling healthy, and there's never been a time when that could be more important. We're in the height of cold flu season. Every headache has got you testing for COVID. Staying hydrated can keep the questionable symptoms at bay, and there's nothing better than Hydrolyte to get it done. Taking their hydration formula one step further, now there is Hydrolyte Plus Immunity. It starts with their fast-absorbing electrolytes and adds a host of great ingredients. Plus, each single-serve, easy-pour drink mix contains 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C and 300 milligrams of elderberry extract. Hydrolyte Plus Immunity comes in convenient, easy-pour powder sticks that rapidly dissolve in water to make a great-tasting drink that is a 75% less sugar than your typical sports drink. It uses all-natural flavors. It's gluten-free, dairy-free, caffeine-free, non-GMO, and even vegan. Hydrolyte Plus Immunity is also now available in ready-to-drink bottles at the Walmart next to the pharmacy, or as always, you can find it by visiting hydrolyte.com slash Dr. Drew. That is H-Y-D-R-A-L-Y-T-E dot com slash Dr. Drew. And be sure to use that code Dr. Drew 25 at checkout for a special discount. Thank you to uh, Julia Trubakina for joining us Trubkina. for a little conversation. I, I thought that was very interesting. And I, I just thought, you know, you never... It's hard to, I mean, how many Russian people do you know or people that are, you know, recently from Russia or Ukraine? First generation. Yeah. And and I just thought, oh, that's an interesting way to get into the conversation because people kind of know her from the show and stuff. Um, and uh, Susan, I- But I like her her diplomacy. Like, she's like, you know, they we don't want this. This yeah, is not the people. But she was very clear. We live in was, Russia. It's the government. She was very clear it wasn't just her. It's like everybody, both in the yeah. Ukraine and Russia. Nobody wants war. She's yeah. right. She's I right. Mean, That's exactly it's, right. And it's, but the news 
is so startling every day and we're like okay whose side is it you know it just i wish that we could just have peace and not have to go through this kind of thing yeah i don't quite understand what's going on myself i gotta say i don't so. know it's just it, who knows all right so anyway there's a lot about our governments too that we don't know about that you know, yeah. we have to put up with. Um, They're it, not alone in Russia. Anyone on the restream watching 90 Day Fiance? Any any questions or concerns or people you'd like us to talk to? We've spoken out. I know, of, but we can't talk about 90 Day Fiance. We, well, we, just... we talked to Stephanie and we talked to Angela. Yeah, but she's not on anymore, so. I guess not. Well, Stephanie's probably still doing the pillow talk stuff, but it sounds like Julia's got another season coming, which is kind of I hope so. I, I mean, yeah. I think they all have stuff coming down the road. They're that. That, the, the, Spinning the producer is just the people who, you know, watching me, the, the people that produce that show have done something that very extremely rare on television, A, succeed, B, exceed inexpensively, C, season after season sustaining an audience and then having multiple spinoff shows that have audiences. I know, the characters on Pillow Talk are great there's too. Nothing, there's nothing, I haven't, I can't so think of funny. anything that has done anything who's like the, that. Who's the, who's the, African-American guy that I love. I can't remember his name. Uh, Michael with Angela? No, it's the other one. Um, the... Oh, oh, Annie and uh, Robert. Robert. It's not Annie, though, is it? It's Annie. Have you guys, oh did God. you guys watch uh, Love Off the Grid he yet? so funny. No, I, I really a, don't want to because I'm afraid oh, I'm going to get hooked into that's, it. What, that's exactly like it? the problem. Yeah, so it was made by the same producers from that did 90 tell. Day Fiance. That's yeah. what got Taylor and I hooked. And now it's exactly what you're afraid of is once you start, you just can't stop. It's, I mean, yeah. we, we yeah. literally all jump on the couch together when it comes out every week. We're like, oh, my God, yeah. it's tonight. So I, and then we got into it because Tom Segura, do you remember Ash and what was her, his girlfriend's name? Ash and Crazy Eyes. He was crazy. <laughs> and that's Tom Segura, like, what's wrong with that guy? He said, well, he could have thyroid disease. He ended up having hyperthyroidism. He did. And and, uh, and he's like, you got to watch this. You got to see what's wrong with him. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. And we watched this. So well, then during COVID, thing. we went back to like the beginning uh, and, and binge watched it so much that we couldn't sheesh. stop. I oh. know. We were so bored during the beginning of the pandemic. Yes. But you know what? It is well produced. It's a great show. And I recommend it highly yeah. to other people yeah. if they want to be yeah. entertained. It's interesting to see, you know, couples oh, I, when I, they I, meet and then they decide if they're going to get married and wondering if they're going to be in love and if they are, and when they get married. It's so exciting. Well, but, I wanted to talk to her a little bit. We had to wrap it up, but I wanted to get into the stuff we got into with Stephanie about what it's like with six people in the room while you're trying to do, you know, the, the, those scenes, intimate. well, those scenes you saw where she and Brandon were fighting, there were two cameras, <laughs> each camera, two camera operators, and each camera has a, a cable guy running behind the camera. And then there has to be a, at least one sound, maybe two sound guys in there too. <laughs> And they, you know, it's like there's six people in your bedroom while you're having a fight with your husband. It's, uh, it's hard for <laughs> That's me to why we don't do uh, reality, reality shows. Yeah. I don't want anybody in my bedroom. So, all right. So let's uh, get some calls off Clubhouse. Any topics are fine. Uh, whatever you guys want to talk about, I'm willing to entertain yeah. some uh, conversation. What's, what you guys questioning about today? This looks like defenestrate, but I'm sure that's not actually what the name is. Charles. <laughs> Hello, can you hear me? I do. Okay. Um, whenever I watch the news about the Crimea mm -hmm. and all that, I get the distinct feeling that the people who are discussing this event 
don't seem to know anything about the Ottoman Empire, uh, the Tartars, Catherine the Great, uh, or Potemkin. Uh, well, let, let me is, assure you. If, let me assure you. If if these are American anchors, they know nothing about those things. I promise. Yeah, you. they've heard of Catherine because, the Great. They may have seen Catherine I, Hoff, but they don't understand. I got to tell region. you something. I got to tell you something. The Crimea has been part of Russia forever since since before California was part of America. Right. That was it. Was and, wasn't wasn't Peter the Great's navy? No. Okay. Catherine the Great. Catherine. Well, maybe Peter the Great had the, the Catherine the Great, and what happened back then was they something with the Ottoman Empire, and they took the area. They yeah. took it either either by war or by treaty, mm -hmm. and Potemkin went down there. Mm -hmm. That's the Potemkin villages. He made believe like there was a, there were a hundred thousand Russians down there. The fact is, it was full of Tartars, but eventually they drove out the Tartars, Muslims, and. Um, the area has been full of Russians for the last 150 years. And the, own, the big problem that we should be talking about is that Yeltsin was drunk. That area was placed into Ukraine by Stalin or by Khrushchev as some sort of political maneuver. They were states of Russia. It was all the same. It was all part of the Soviet Union. Yeltsin was drunk. He signed something he shouldn't have signed, and he put all these Russian people, people who speak Russian, eat Russian food, wear Russian clothes, so, listen to Russian music. Right, Charles, he put them so, into Ukraine. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar, faintly familiar, but I'm familiar with with that that phenomena. My question, though, is why isn't it the the issue of those people in that region to figure out what to do? Well, with they voted. They voted in Crimea, and yeah. it was ninety-eight to one. Yeah. And uh, I do not know about these breakaway republics. They're not large areas, but they're on the way, basically, to Crimea. And I got a hunch that they're over 90% Russian people. Well, there, there's because no... I did I did hear on the news that they were evacuated, and the... they were not evacuated to Ukraine. They were evacuated to Russia. I suspect that's it true. Did... No, the I've heard that said, for a long time, that this is a Russian-speaking, not just sympathetic to Russian, but desirous of being a part of Russia. Why don't they just go to Russia? It, it, well, because it, I, I don't know. You know, yeah. this is politics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, talking to, you're talking to Charlie about politics. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't know anything about it. That's why, again, that's why I just want to talk to Yeah, we don't, we don't talk well about politics. Well, we don't. It's, 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 well, it's, it's, it's just that, that this is uh, this is something I clearly remember from world history right. from from 45 years ago. It was in the history books. Yeah. I don't know if they're rewriting the history books right. to erase this, but I think it's hard to erase Potemkin out of the because that's well, kind of a famous thing. Yeah. Potemkin Village. Everybody knows about that. Right. And and it, though it's this country's perceptions are so distorted by all the years under Soviet rule. And the, the, all the tensions. Well, and the, I'm not saying that Potemkin is a good, a great guy. Right, you know? right. He's no, got he's got problems. He's mismanaging his country. Uh, yeah. uh, but uh, that's a different story. Yeah. Um, well, I, the point it, is, the point is, I think, and the point you're you're raising, I think that's the important point, is that study your history, uh, understand what's actually going on, what you think is going on, and pay attention to the the people in these regions that's that's what my that's why i had that idea to speak to julia i thought this is sort of an average russian woman that happens to be here she's got a 
a brand because she's on a TV show. She so people slipped out under the radar, and here yeah. she is. No, I think it's I think it's interesting. Thanks, thanks, Charles. I appreciate it. Well, I uh, always thought that the the reason that Russia wanted power of over the Ukraine was because they wanted the ports in in the Black Sea in the Crimea. I mean, George is part of it, but they wanted to be able to have full access. There, and now some of that. Well, that's why Peter the Great and Catherine the Great went down there. That well, was now thing. it's like more that they want to run this pipeline through and yeah. to Germany, you know, and they want they want to access that and how and make yeah. the money and. But that's, you know, it's always some kind of infrastructure thing. It says Maserati, but I don't know your real name. Is my, real real name. Is my, my, my real name is Mario. Mario, what's going on, man? How you doing, sir? Good. How's everybody? We're good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm actually I'm watching a live feed right now um, with the border about the whole Russian Russia thing. I don't think it, I don't, I, it's I feel like it's getting out of hand. I feel like it's just, you know, it's it's just everybody's getting tired of not having war, I guess. And, you know, just, <laughs> I hope just, that's not it, but I, I know what you mean. Is, <laughs> you is, know, it's like, when you say it's losing, what, what's your sense of it watching these fees? What, what do you, can you get information out of it? I'm, I'm, I, the one I'm watching right now is on YouTube. Actually, if everybody's listening, you can actually click, um, when you go on YouTube, just type in um, EarthCam Live. Um, Russian-Ukraine border and it'll just show a live feed of the actual border. So what's going on now is that it's just a live feed of the border. You, um, you know, Putin has this, has a big, he's like a fiend for war, I guess, right now. I don't know what, it's like Like they said earlier, it's politics. There's a lot of things that we don't know and a yeah. lot of things that we don't talk about because we're misinformed and they're not going to tell us the truth on what's going on and I feel like you know we're being mess we're being misled by a president that you know everybody has their own opinion about who's running the country yeah yeah so. it's it, there's a lot of there's a lot of i i would sort of characterize it as we all feel kind of helpless right isn't that kind of how we feel yeah yeah thanks yeah. thanks Amara. Uh, well I, I and also it. we're not they're not we're not yeah. really supposed to know what's happening i, I because guess and, uh, it, and when you're planning a war you don't give. You don't show your right, cards. That's and, right. Okay, tomorrow we're going to come in uh, on, on our jets side. and we're no, going right. to, you know, come in that's and do right. this and that. Like that's the whole thing about when you're setting up for a war is nobody tells anybody anything. And, if and, you uh, do, you lose. Wiz Chris points out the dreaded domino effect. She says it's just a matter of time before the same thing happens to Belarus, Estonia, Latvia. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. But then I mean, we that, have like these live about. feed videos of what's going on and everybody's, you know, you know, trying to say what's happening. And it's, it, that's not how it works, you know. And then a lot of those yeah. live I mean, feed it's, it's videos like are misinformation of their own. Like they're rebroadcasting old footage from years ago and then it has to be Is proven right? later, but it throws people <laughs> off. I know that's why I'm like, I don't know what to trust because it's misleading media people that I usually trust. It's, they're, they're so good at this. And so now I think that's their goal is they just want us to not know what's going on because we don't know what's true and what's not. Who, who do you trust? You know, you're sort of a, you know, you have a long heritage in the internet outlets. <laughs> who do you trust in media? How, how do you get your information? Uh, I mean, I, I it's, almost, it's I, a, almost, I almost believe. I'm watching TikTok. I was going to say, I almost believe TikTok <laughs> more than anything else. <laughs> of, I'm finally of, watching TikTok. I'm yeah. finding people that are there reporting it on their, on their yeah. phone, like in real time. Maybe. But, um, <laughs> you know, but see, like now the headlines are that, you know, there's a super power fight between mm. China, Russia, and the U.S. Okay, so 
Of course, you're going to click on that because mm-hmm. everybody says, oh, great. Now we have to worry about China, mm-hmm. you know, gearing up with Russia against the United States. And then we have, you know, and that's some that's a true fear that everybody has. Mm-hmm. And but, you know, we can't we're never going to know until whatever happens, happens. Right. It's Russia. Like we're going to get like a game plan. Russia, China and Turkey are very, very good at misinformation. They're very good at muddying the waters and they get very invested in it. It's, it's, you can look at accounts, they'll post something that's very, it's very inflammatory. And then there'll be 10 other people that reply to that same account agreeing with it and saying, oh, I saw this happen. I saw it, it totally happened. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that the main account and all 10 accounts that first replied to it can all be controlled by the same person and you would never know, but then it starts from there. It right. just starts spreading. It, it's very easy to convince so, people. So war is not based on what's reality. It could be based right. on what somebody turns reality into well, to throw you off. The, Information that's a warfare. powerful statement. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Crazy, crazy. Remember, I studied war in college. I was a history major. Wow. Yeah, and it right. was all we did is study wars. And it's like, you know, the just think about it. Like, think about how we have technology now to throw people off. It, we didn't have it back then. But, you know, some of the best wars, the way they were fought is like textbook. And, you know, I don't think you can do that anymore. I think it's all it, – it, the media is going to throw us off too. And the, and the know, government that's, that's can – the hard part. The, the government gives information to the media and they can say whatever they want too. Yeah, right. But uh, it seems like the media just does whatever it does. Although when you ask Joe Biden anything, he goes, I'm not going to talk about that right now. Mm. <laughs> he seems to be pretty good about um, – dealing with war he seems to be more on top of it than i expected so i'm hoping that you know he's got a good group working for us i'm, I'm looking at some of the stuff on uh restream and i'm trying to understand questions like do you purposely keep americans sick for your lord no for any lord uh what? yeah i don't know what that means when i when i and by the way i was making a joke at one point on the stream Somebody, uh, Tom Cigars was saying he and I are the same person. I said, yes, it's me and Tom Cigar were the same guy. And I am Lord, which was a joke about Randy at South Park telling, uh, not Kyle. Hmm. Anyway, telling his kid that he he was Lord. And it turned out he was. He was actually Lord. The, there the are a singer, lot of people, they, they've convinced themselves that the pharma companies are paying you to promote the vaccines when that would be... Yeah, that's a weird would, thing. I, I, <laughs> they, get, they would not be able to, to hide that. Payments, to get payments for... I, I don't understand how it would even work. I mean, what would they... Like every time we wrote a prescription, somebody would send us a, a dollar or something? I mean, how would, that even, how would they even find out? How, that's the strangest thing in the world. Um, we can work for pharmaceutical companies. Doctors do do that, either doing research or having their research funded by or speaking on behalf of out publicly. Usually it's products that doctors really believe in and feel, feel you know, and they'll tell you. They'll also say, I'm receiving, you know, a stipend from this company. They're required to say that. Um, uh, my dear Lord. Yeah, I'm going to have to go. Okay, I, well, I think I'm going to head off to the airport. All right. Well, we, I'll miss you, and we'll see you on yeah, uh, I'll Saturday. I'll see you in a couple of days, and um, hopefully, I'll fly over hopefully that big storm. You will survive to uh, meet me. <laughs> 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 we'll be fine. Don't worry. That's fine. Okay. Um, and then 
Also, I want to thank Julia for coming on. I know this oh, is Dogecoin. The, the big, big Pharma sends us Dogecoin. There you go. That's how it works. Oh, yeah. That's what we get. I don't even have any of that. I, <laughs> I uh, wish. I mean, it's like, what? Somebody wanted to pay me in, in cryptocurrency the other day, and I was like, no, thanks. I'll take cash. <laughs> so interesting. But, but the, it's but, like, I don't, I don't know about this crypto stuff. Like, whatever. Yeah. It's so Didn't I buy? I bought some Dogecoin. Remember? Yeah, for a minute. You yeah, did, yeah, I made like seven hundred bucks and I sold it. So there we go. Uh, again, I watch you guys on. Re but anyways, that was it. Was nice. I I don't think we should talk about politics anymore. It's too makes me too nervous. We really weren't talking about politics though. I mean, or we war. were a little bit. I mean, we should talk about where everybody's worried about it. But stock Ooh, market. Who am a foreign agent? Today. That that would be fun. A foreign agent. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh gosh, Drew. It's all right. There's well, so many things to so many people. Yeah. And you are my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get Josh up here and see what he wants okay, to talk about. Okay, bye. All right. Have, have fun, a great Josh. Trip. Talk Josh, to you fly soon. safe. We'll, I'll call you tomorrow. Hey, Hi, Josh. What's happening? Uh, oh, don't not forget much. to turn I, off uh, the record button when you get when I you wanted to talk okay. to you about last night or yesterday, uh, the spiritual vacuum that you mentioned. Yes. Um, it's something that I work on myself personally. I'm very sort of into the, especially the Eastern spiritual uh, traditions, mm. uh, meditation, chanting, and these things, and I practice them myself. Mm -hmm. But I know you're really interested in, you've always been interested in addiction. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that has a part to play in the spiritual vacuum because mm -hmm. as people confront what it is that they're doing, unconsciously or even consciously not having awareness of what those repercussions can be it's very difficult to have any sort of spiritual real spiritual life because your spiritual life is the drug yeah and i was just wondering yes, if you agreed. want to comment on that. no yeah. i completely agree with you uh, my when it comes to spirituality per se i've always feel felt like that is one of my areas of weakness room for improvement as they say not so much in my own spiritual sense of spiritual landscape though i'm sure i could do better um but when patients talk about it in their recovery they talk about it with great vividness and i'm i'm i don't know i'm really not always sure what they're talking about and i don't know how to really help them with it except sort of direct them towards it you know sort of keep them encouraging and that, that does seem to be an important part of people's recovery and I, I don't know, how would you how would you define spirituality? So for me, spirituality is is awareness of the of spirit or within you. And I like I don't usually use the word spirit, but since we're using the word spiritual, it's like you break that down into spirit. That's consciousness. So we think, well, I know I'm conscious, but we actually don't know that we're conscious. We sort of normally operate from like an automaton position where we're just doing or like addicted and we're, we never take the time to say, oh, I have consciousness in this body. When consciousness leaves the body, the body is no longer you know, alive. It's like mm. we never actually think that we have something in us that is alive or that's conscious or that's spiritual or that's the spirit. And that's enough but it's amazing how few people actually think that <clears throat> well how does that sense of spirituality different just from subjectivity 
because consciousness has lots of different correlates and there's different kinds of consciousness and but but subjectivity is something we're all experiencing life from a sense of subjectivity yeah so i guess my response to that would be um both the subject and the object occur within within you mm. in other words this, the perceiver is is you i'm mm -hmm. i'm the perceived mm -hmm. and for me i'm the perceiver you're the perceived but for both of us actually depending on who you want to whatever the subjectivity happens to be yeah. both the perceiver and the perceived exist within the same person right so we so we, you're always seeing your own projection yeah. li quite literally quite yeah, literally literally i i understand and and the way psychologists think about that is they call them um in, uh, uh, not objective but uh object object introjects like you, like you, you're you're perceiving your senses are perceiving a, something out there in the world, but your actual experiences of it is something you introject into your own subjective states, right? Okay, yeah, that makes yeah. sense yeah. to me. That's a very scientific way of looking at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, just and different only, language, just different language. Yeah, and the and the thing that I would add is the problem comes when you have an object of sense, like a cigarette or a drug. Everything gets completely miss because you 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 assume that oh i'm just using drugs that's my consciousness i'm am i'm enlightened yeah and i'm using my drug of choice so we have to separate when we talk about consciousness that's why i think what you do is so interesting because you actually have to take the sense object out right. even the phone i'm using my phone yeah even that is it can't be used in this debate or in this conversation yep i i agree with you and and i would say the way i get people out of that stuckness is by experiencing themselves through the perception of an other's subjectivity so it's literally it's a reflection of yourself as perceived by another person tom what's going on there boy covering a lot of good topics today wild right <laughs> all, we're, we're all over the place yeah i think i was just going to say your wife was spot on um, I think in listening, if it's possible for anyone to gain access, uh, like I was watching a guy uh, yesterday, he was live streaming from Kiev, and he was a Ukrainian, and his take uh, on what's going on um, is as much like I would anticipate. And he said that it hasn't just been a recent event, it's been going on for eight years. Right, right. But, you know, he'd mentioned the propaganda that you know, a lot of people are seeing and hearing that, you know, all these Russian people want to be reunified with, uh, with Russia. Russia. It's, just, it's just not accurate. Well, it was part of Russia until 2014. And if you remember, we pushed out by some covert means that president. And remember, they went in and examined his palace and it was all this excess and everyone was outraged. Yep. And then Ukraine, then the Ukrainians sort of asserted themselves as an independent state. They gave up all their nukes. NATO said, we'll protect you. So there's an interesting little historical wrinkle right there if NATO doesn't that protect was Ukraine. Right? 30 years ago, right? That, uh, that we made that agreement, right? I think I think there was a reissuance recently, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know the history well yeah. enough. But the yeah. point is, you know, are we going to live up to that or not? And, and uh, you know, this, it's just a confusing piece of history. I don't know. I... I one more talk. To it just seems like it seems like we should be allied with these people more than we should be in conflict with that whole region somehow. I, I agreed, and and he was. A lot of people were asking on the live stream. They said, "What, 
why aren't why isn't Ukraine a, a part of uh, NATO? And he goes, Russia. there's a lot of mil- military standards that need to be met in order for that to happen. But he said that is the desire of the Ukrainian people is to be a part of NATO. Well, and of course, it, it would be like putting missiles on the Canadian border or the Mexican border for us. I mean, sure. we would have we would have some feelings about that. Just you know like I mean? just like Cuba. Yeah, and just years like ago. Cuba. That's right. So, One quick question, if you don't mind me asking, Drew. By all I, means. I, I, as a doctor, you know, I, I, I really enjoy listening to you, and, and we don't always meet eye to eye on some of these topics, especially with, and, and same thing with Adam. I love listening to Adam, too, but he goes way out there sometimes with crate training and everything else. Yeah. But um, how do you feel, as, as, an expert, as an expert in your field, with so much distrust in the medical mm-hmm. professionals these days, how does that make you feel? Hor- horrible. It's, 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 that's a great question. And thank you for asking it. My dad was a doctor. My uncle was a doctor. This was, you know, my whole community was medicine. I, when I became a doctor, I thought it was the most important job in the world. And I, 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 I don't know. It just, it just felt like just for lack of a, I don't have better language for right now. You're doing God's work. You're doing important stuff. You're doing things that, you know, that few people get to do. And it's just, you just, you're helping. And it just was so vital and and rewarding for me. And watching what happened with COVID, it's just a totally different profession now. And I would say that the main difference, I've been trying to figure it out. uh, And COVID sort of made a few scales fall from my eyes. But I think fundamentally, at least I've been thinking lately, that one of the things that has changed massively is that medicine used to be a decentralized profession where the professional made essentially all the decisions. And if that professional, and I used to say this, I remember, it's so funny that I'm I'm thinking about this now, when I was sort of early in my career, when regulatory agencies started coming in and asking for things that were just stupid and time-consuming, my response was, if I'm such a bad physician, send me back for more training. I loved my training. I'll I'll do another year in the ICU. If I'm not properly trained, then train me properly. Why do you have to put these encumbrances from the outside? Well, those encumbrances have slowly built over the 35 years that I've been a doctor to be Mm. massive bureaucracies, massive, stultifying, disgusting, paralytic, the the worst way that medicine can be uh, can be um, delivered is through this kind of a system. Now, uh, will it create more efficiency or more equity or some some byproduct that makes it better? I don't know. I don't see how it could because your most efficient unit is the patient and the caretaker, a, a motivated patient who is informed and a physician who knows his or her job. That's your ultimate unit. When you put things in the way of that, on top of that, <clears throat> things get worse, things get less efficient. I, just, I needed a neurology consult, a very important neurology consult for a patient of mine recently. And I got the, finally got the consult back. Of course, it takes forever because everyone's overloaded with COVID. And he never saw a neurologist. He <laughs> never he saw a nurse practitioner. And, and I thought, I... I, I I'm under I 
I'm deeply trained in neurology. I understand. I'm sending it to get the highest level academic opinion. Do I have to send the doc, the, this patient to UCLA to see a neurologist? Is that what I'm going to need to send to academia? Mm. And then academia is ossified and it has been completely weird during COVID. So I, I just have really been thinking a lot about this lately, and I'm in deep psychic pain because of it. It really has bothered me a lot. Can I make one suggestion for yeah, you as a listener? Please. So when I, my sister's a doctor, by the way, and uh, went to San Francisco med school and, 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 and she's been a voice of reason throughout this whole pandemic and just, Hey, just trust, not always trust, but at least, at least, at least listen to the people that are infectious disease yes, experts. Don't yes. listen to all the noise. That's right? right. That's right. But one thing I was going to mention, when you speak from, from, your profession and your background, you speak with so such confidence and rightfully so, but I hear you kind of take a, a backseat role sometimes when, and I, and I know it's part of the talk show, when, when I hear other people just going off on tangents and conspiracy, the only thing I'd want to suggest for you is just maintain that when you when you speak from your place of knowledge, yeah. speak with confidence. So, because so I appreciate that, Tom. And, and let me just tell yeah. you, let me just tell you what I'm, what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I always try to treat people that come onto any environment that I'm working in. If they come in as a guest, I try to treat them as a guest. I, I don't. Sure. I don't want to slam them. I don't want to. I, I just don't. I just don't feel that that's right. But I mean, I. I, I you're, you're. You're asking me at least to be a little more corrective. You're being not, be corrective. not so much with your guests, but you know, I, I think you and Adam have such a long history together, and I respect it. And it's part of the show. You got to have the the back and forth. But there's sometimes that dude just goes way off kilter, and I'm it's, thinking, where, it, where's it, Drew in this? Well, one? Uh, I'll try. I, I hear that. I, I will try. But he he is uh, gets aggressive when, when he's, he's an doing, alpha. He he's gets, an alpha. But I mean, really, it can be very unpleasant when I try to go. Uh, I, if you noticed, <laughs> if you noticed, I have been doing it a bit more lately. I, yes. If, you notice and and yes. i've been tr i'm trying to soften him up a little bit in certain areas because because i really am bothered by some of the stuff he says but yeah because let's face it our, our world and our nation has no doubt we've lost even the very basic form of humanity on so many things mm -hmm. and that's where i'm like ah oh, drew please speak up please say yeah. something i appreciate yeah. it okay I'll, I'll try to do better thank you but the, the other thing is let me tell you is one other thing that's actually <laughs> is also bothering me sure. is, is that uh i i I was becoming hubristic. The, the homeless thing got me so upset, and I, I'm so yes. clear on what that is. I started speaking with hubris, and it, and it bled into some of the things I was saying about COVID, too. And I, I'm like, that was not good. So I'm, I'm trying very hard to not speak with categorical certainty about anything. Even when sure. I, even when I am certain, about and that's it. so tough so, to do, being this political, I know. This political fired I, up I know. environment I know. that we find ourselves in. But I love it when you just speak from your position of knowledge and, and truth, and it's and just trying to keep the politics out of it. Just I, I love that's it. Right. So thank you very right, much Tom. for what appreciate, you're doing. man. Where, where are you calling from? What part of town are you? Uh, in? Northern California, uh, Forest Hill area. Good times. Good yeah. <laughs> Thanks. See ya. All right, buddy. All right, bye. Take care. Uh, let's see here if I can get uh, Joe up here. I see Joe wanting to raise his hand, and then we're going to wrap up pretty soon here. Hi, Joe. What's going on? Hello, Doctor Drew. Hi, buddy. How happening? are you? Good. What's happening? Well, I'm starting to get out a little bit. Good. How's that feel? Well, I feel at times very anxious. I feel at times very good. I, I'm very comfortable outside. Okay. Outside, um, I, I've I've already on the on the two nice days that we've had in New York, mm -hmm. including today, I've, I've gone for nice, 
two plus mile walks. Call that health, my friend. That's good. Yes, and it feels really good. Okay. Um, and 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 no mask wearing because I feel comfortable not wearing a mask outdoors. Now indoors Phenomenal. is another story. That's so good. That's progress. That's progress. You looked at the science, and you feel secure. Good. Right. Now, indoors, I've gone into a basketball arena on a couple of occasions mm -hmm. and worked events. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I used to do back in the day, and I've started to do it again. I just started again on Monday, Monday and Tuesday. I, after Monday, I had an anxiety issue afterwards. I, I noticed when I actually worked the event that maybe it's because my mind is predisposed um, I, I, I just went over this with my psychologist and I guess the best way to handle it is just keep doing, it. keep doing it, keep doing it. You, you sound and better. Just, just hearing your voice. You sound better and just keep doing more, it. Yes. You sound more centered or something. I, I don't know what now, it is. I, I want to change topics yeah. only because we've, I think you've gone through so much Ukraine mm. in the last hour and 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, by the way, safe travels, um, Susan, um, there is a dense fog advisory for New Orleans. Oh, um, okay. Yes. So uh, anyway, um, but what I want to discuss is the topic of heart rate. Okay. Because I feel like I'm just so consumed by heart rate that, uh, yeah, and, and, and I'll tell you why this occurred for me. It's occurred for me because it seems to be the first signs of like me getting sick. Like mm -hmm. I, I remember just as the COVID pandemic began, I got sick just before that, which was not COVID. Um, it was, you know, there's a million other respiratory infections mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. And my heart rate jumped pretty high, jumped to like 120 plus beats a minute. But anything I notice, once it gets above like 75 or 80, it becomes nerve wracking for me. Because my normal is like 60 to 65. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's because I, I, I don't know. It's because maybe I'm just, why don't you Absorbed why don't it? you get up and do a treadmill test and you can sort of see the physiology of your heart or an echo distress something like that so you can uh, stress it and be and then forget about it after that because any you're you're all these fluctuations as long as your heart rate is not over 150 these are physiological changes physiological okay. normal and you, you know, you're in your head you want to be sure there's not something underlying it some sort of coronary disease or valvular disease or something that may be contributing to that or muscle disease of the intrinsic muscle i understand so do it do a stress test and and then put it to rest i'll have to do another well I, i've done them I, i've done them actually i did one 2020 during the pandemic All right, so you're good uh, you're good did you just and, a plain stress or you do an echo or do anything else with it? it it was it was a um it, it was a plain stress yeah. and then i got a a a, a, a um, a follow-up with a cardiologist. Oh, you're, so you're, um, and what did they tell and you? Fine. And what did they tell it you? Was, it was fine. They told you not to worry about your heart. That's exactly. It. You can stop they worrying about your heart. They told me not to worry about my heart. That's right. And I re want to reiterate that to you. You can stop worrying about your heart. If you want to do another treadmill in five, seven, ten years, go ahead. In the meantime, stop thinking about your heart. Okay. All right. I, I will stop that now. With that said, when I exercise... When I exercise, I should probably get like one of those Fitbit types of things. No, um, I would think you should not, because you're way oh, too not. you're way too preoccupied with this. You should get you should get good advice on exercise and go do it. That's it. Well, you've given me plenty. 
No, no, I mean somebody who monitors you, somebody who's, who really sits a, tra a trainer. Oh, like make an appointment with an, uh, the cardiologist. No, no, I mean, I mean a trainer or go to a gym and have somebody set you up on a program and just that's it. You do it. Okay. Okay. But but for now, I, I, the, the advice I guess right now would be just okay to be outside. Yes. And oh enjoy yes. Start walking, 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 walking right. miles well, a day. That's the answer. But I don't want you preoccupying about your heart rate. I it's just, it's not good for you. It's not good. You, you won't exercise the way you should probably go exercise. I'm a, you know, you're a young man, you're certainly relatively young man and rigorous exercise. I understand there's been a lot of weight loss and everything lately, but in the, I know you have chronic ITP and whatever, but rigorous exercise will still be good for you. But you, but how you build to it, and you know what exercises? I'd like somebody, a trainer or somebody to go over that with you and set up a plan. I think that's the way to do it. All right, everybody. We thank you so much for uh, being here today. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Julia, for stopping by and uh, sharing your thoughts about um, the Russian situation, the situation in Russia. And, and it was sort of inspiring. Um, Caleb, are you good? Oh, yes. Thank you for producing uh, the show, by the way. Much better uh, from COVID. Uh, much much good. improved. And, you're all and well, eventually, the baby's good. one day we need to talk about it because it was such a strange experience. It was... I. Wasn't what we'll I expected at we'll all. Talk about Omicron. Yeah, and we get was, back from our little trip here. Yeah, and uh, we, we're we're trying. You know, as, as I've told people, we're trying to expand our topics, so it's not all COVID all the time. It gets a little mm, something that way. Yeah. But uh, and TLC's happy; they're okay with things. Oh yes, they they sound like they're all good. They're all good. Okay, good. All right, excellent. They should be. I mean, that promotes their show. I mean, my goodness, right? And uh, she invent, was amazing. Uh, thank you. She did uh, great. Yeah, thank you, Michelle, for booking that. I just I throw out these things to Michelle and she just gets them. And uh, Julie was great. Uh, thank you, Caleb. And we will see you all. What are we back? Like Thursday? Is that right? Is it like not tomorrow, but a week from Thursday? I think. Yeah. Next, so we're out of town for this week, and the next go around will be Thursday and Friday. I don't think we have a guest for Friday. In uh, on Thursday, we do have a guest, but I'm not sure who this is. Uh, it's all people I kind of asked to get in here, and I, sometimes I forget what they're why i'm asking for it but i promise it'll be interesting so we will see you then ask dr drew is produced by caleb nation and susan pinsky as a reminder the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care diagnosis or treatment this show is intended for educational and informational purposes only i am a licensed physician but i am not a replacement for your personal doctor and i am not practicing medicine here always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help.